Welcome to another episode of Jukes in the Hoops podcast. I said Jukes in the Hoops. Maybe we should have named it that. But now nah, it's Jukes in Hoops podcast. We took a week off for Valentine's Day. Yes, we did. Well, happy to be back. We got just the two of us, but that's not going to be the title of this tonight. Yeah, it will be like part six. Because I can't keep doing it. At this point, me saying just the two of us part six would be very, very... I don't even know the word I'm looking for at this point. Repetitive. Repetitive. <laughs> what else? What, another synonym for that. Throw it out there, JT. I know you got something. Nah, man. I nah, man. No. <laughs> yeah. lo- long story short, I'm not going to do it again. This is part two, though, or part six, wow, of just the yeah. two of us. But it's not gonna. that's not going to be the title of this. The title of this might have to be something around the Dallas Mavericks have lost a damn mind. The organization, Mark Cuban, looking the other way because right now – Sports Illustrated dropped a bombshell. When I read that article, I was stunned. I'm thinking, I wonder how often this happens in sports for young women that are trying to get into that field, whether it's journalism, whether it's working in the front office, whatever the case may be, whether you're just selling food at the game. I mean, some of these cases that came up in this article, if you guys haven't heard right now, you can literally type in, Dallas Mavericks, Sports Illustrated, and there is this crazy article. It's inside the corrosive workplace culture of the Dallas Mavericks, and they bring up multiple accounts of the former team president and CEO. Man, I don't want to chop this gentleman's name up. I'm going to say it, try my best, Terdima Ursary. Now, I'll be honest. I've never heard this name until today because back in 2010-11, I wasn't as journalistic in this field when it comes to basketball. I was Man, I'm right there with you, Chris. I didn't hear I haven't heard about him either. Yeah, I was a fan of the Miami Heat. They're in the playoffs, going to the championship, and the Blues and the Dallas Mavericks, whatever you want to call it, blah blah blah. But I had no idea who this guy was. I mean I knew who Pat Riley was, Mickey Arison, because I was of course following that team. But now, of course I know a lot more with all the NBA teams and how the NBA is going this now and now in age. But to read this article, you guys should really check it out. Just type in Sports Illustrated, Dallas Mavericks, and they really go in and they talk about over a dozen. Not over a dozen. I'm trying There is just so much, whether it's current ex-employees that talk about how the Mavs work environment was domestic violence and sexually harassing employees. I mean, they even, Mark Cuban had a writer who, physically abused woman on multiple accounts, but it was only suspended. Recently, he's been fired. It, it took eight years to fire this guy. That that shows... Seven years, excuse me. He was fired in twenty. The fish rots from the head down. Just look at the organization as a whole. Look at how the team is performing on the court. I mean, that, I just... I couldn't... And now Mark Cuban saying he had no idea. I'm thinking... Yeah, right. No idea? Mark Cuban is like Jerry Jones. Anything that goes on with his organization... He knows what time his players are waking up, what they have for breakfast, if they had a hangnail on their left pinky toe. He knows everything. So for him to sit up there and say that is total BS. And I'm going to just drop the bombshell. The journalist named the writer that wanted to be with the Dallas Mavericks, that got his opportunity, he hit up Mark Cuban via email. Mark Cuban noticed it, didn't really reply, saw his work, hit him up. His name is Earl K. Sneed. And he ended up being the gentleman that was just violently... He was just domestic towards women, abuse. I just, I'm thinking, wow, this is a a really cool organization, great coaching staff, 
right now they're little do we know little do we know you have employees that are just being tormented and then you have an employee who was tormenting others yeah while writing stories for mavs.com <laughs> the foolery within I, the organization is just crazy i just had to bring that up and i know some people are going dang i had no idea about what this. What do you think he this is what this is a allegation that goes back to 2015 right no 2010 2010 okay this, yeah 2010. and he, there had been earlier accusations in 1998 for the mm. same thing by the same team president, uh, Usury. And it's like, okay, 20 years goes by. How did nobody notice what he was doing? Because I'm pretty sure it just it just wasn't him. Yeah, and the crazy thing, he, he actually left the Mavs in 2015. Yeah. So he was there for 18 and, years. And then went to Under Armour. Then went to Under Armour, and then two months in, he just, he's gone. <laughs> Two months Sick. in, he's gone. And then Under Armour, they just say it was an organizational reshuffle. What does that even mean? <laughs> organizational reshuffle. I'd be mad if someone... That's that's like trying to spit in somebody's face and tell them that it's raining. Oh, uh, it's just an organization reshuffle. I no. think something was going on there, too. Definitely. They just didn't want to come out and say it. But so they so Under Armour, or Under Armour as a company wouldn't get as much heat as the Dallas Mavericks are now getting. I mean, and Mark Cuban, he's he had no idea. And that's, for me, I honestly don't know what to believe right now. You got the former CEO and team president, Ursary, saying he had no idea. Well, not no idea, that he these are all false accusations. And you have people coming out. And I'm sure as time goes on, only more people are going to get comfortable and say, yeah, this actually happened. Oh, to me. the numbers are definitely going to rise in this in this investigation. It kind of goes back to that sick man, Larry Nassar, and what he did to those young women man. in gymnastics. They they spoke out. It took them a while, but those are traumatic experiences. And those aren't even all the girls in that case that spoke out, right? Some were paid off and was told to keep their mouth shut. That's crazy. So just to hear this, it makes me wonder. Dang, what 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 else is going on out there that we have no idea about? Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm not going to say almost every organization or big business out there but a large majority of big businesses that are having major success have some type of sexual harassment or something like that underneath the carpet that just hasn't hit the fan yet because with all the money that they have they have the ability to pay people off to keep their mouth shut and I mean like I said this just goes back and goes goes to show what kind of organization the Dallas Mavericks are as a whole, I mean, what they've been bad for the last X amount of seasons. I like I can't even remember the last time they went to playoffs. What was it when Kobe tore his Achilles? You said the last time they made the playoffs. It was right. No, damn. When did they make the playoffs? Was it 2012 or 2011? Because they he won the title against the Celtics. In 2011. 2012 they got? I think it might have been 2012, and I don't want to look it up right now. Either way, like it's going back five, six, seven years at this point. And with a team like the Mavericks and having a guy like Dirk there, you should be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, Dirk isn't the same guy, but you should be able to attract a free agent to a major city like Dallas. And it makes you think, hmm, do other people know what kind of organization the Dallas Mavericks are? And I, they don't want to subject themselves to that kind of scrutiny. It's crazy. 
sports world is crazy. Most um, definitely. I, I low key, I was lost for words reading that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this organization's great. I mean, they are still great, but something to this magnitude can really change things up. And I'm interested to see what Adam Silver is going to do. He already fined Mark Cuban six hundred thousand for his comments about tanking. So yeah, that's 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 a whole story in itself. How are you gonna come out and say we should just tank the rest of the rest? Like what? Yeah. Are they taking a Cleveland Brown approach? Something you wouldn't hear, Mark. You don't think Mark Cuban would do? But hey, we we got it wrong. I mean, we're finding out 18 years later after this guy Ursary leaves that there has been multiple accounts of harassment, you name it. So. But let's look at brighter the brighter side of the NBA. Man. And it was All-Star weekend. I guess What do you think of the skills competition? I'm glad to see a guard win it. It's funny. I wrote an article saying that well here I had I got it all wrong. I went 0 for 3. Don't Really? I went 0 for 4 actually. So, I'll I'll break it what down. What was the fourth you. one? Well, I picked Team Curry to win. Uh, I, I thought, thought you were betting on like the celebrity game and stuff. No, too. I didn't watch that. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't worth my. I mean, I could have, but really, I didn't even watch it. It was very, as you yawn, boring. So yeah. I, I'm not. I didn't waste my time watching that. I'm sure people were like, "What, Chris? You're crazy." It was dope, but for me, no, I'm good. Would you watch me play? Probably not. I'll just leave it at that. Now, if my boss was in it, I'd watch it. I will say that if Robert Latow was in there hooping, I would watch it. Like I want, that? I want, oh yeah, if my boss is out there hooping, I gotta see if he if he if he can get buckets. He be talking that talk. No, I'm playing. He don't be talking much. Mm. But I would watch if if I knew somebody that was out there. I probably would watch. Hopefully, you would watch me if I made it up there like that. I mean, if somebody <laughs> I knew, I'm definitely watching the game. Long story short, so I'll start with the skills challenge. I didn't get that right. Who'd you have winning it? You don't even want to know, man. I had Lou Will. Uh-huh. I thought in his home city, the way he's playing right now, he had no choice. The one ailment in his game, passing. Yeah, I would say he doesn't pass. And I, I almost put in the story, but I said I don't want to put that in there as a negative reason. I'm picking him to win, so why would I say, oh, his passing might be the reason he loses? That just defeats my purpose of picking him. So I left that out. My dark horse, who I put in the story, Spencer Dinwiddie, he wins. Yeah. So the whole time I should have just went with Spencer because he can do all of those things. Everything. He's really taken that step to get in that bag. Next season, if the Nets don't want to keep him. And Somebody's they, going to pay him. Some, someone's going to. He's going to get an auto Porter-like deal. And the one team that I think he would do well on, I know people probably don't even know who Spencer Dinwiddie is. He plays for the Brooklyn Nets. To be honest, I didn't know who he was until you started talking about fantasy basketball. I was like, who the hell is Spencer Dinwiddie? Well, I, I wrote up, yeah, Spencer Save me in fantasy, but I'll also begin to watch Nets games, and he is a pure point guard. Pass first, can get buckets later. He's length. He's long. He can score. He can shoot. He plays defense. I'm thinking Phoenix would be a good home for him, and here's mm-hmm. why. Who's their best player? Devin Booker. After that, it's pretty quiet in Phoenix. They don't. That, have- that would be a nice young... Exactly. Now, can the organization bring in more talent? I don't know. It'd be nice to see Steve Nash go back to Phoenix, but he's working with the Warriors. I get it. 
Get your rings. Yeah. <laughs> I Get ain't as mad many as you can, baby. <laughs> I ain't mad, Steve. Get your rings and then maybe go back to Phoenix. But I think Spencer and Devin Booker could be a nice combo. They'd probably, together, I think they could win maybe 30 games, 30-plus games in the Western Conference, depending on who they draft. You, who else you also got to see how Josh Jackson pans out, I'm, which I'm, I'm going with. I don't think he's... Unless he works over the summer and finds that jump shot he quote unquote had while he was in college. At this point, who's better? Him or Markel Fultz? Markel hasn't played this oh, year. Oh, I'm definitely taking Josh Jackson, but <laughs> it's it's a it's a great debate. I mean those guys I like, mean <laughs> you haven't heard anything about Josh Jackson. No. You've heard shoot, Lonzo Ball not playing these last two weeks has been more of a story than Josh Jackson Lonzo all Ball's, season. Lonzo Ball's doing exactly what I thought he would. But I guess the only element in this would be he's hurt. <laughs> I yeah. didn't expect him to be injured. I'm wanting him to get a layup package. That would be amazing. Man, His, like you're six seven, you should be nice around the rim. But the thing is, when you're in college and you're accustomed to doing two things well, shooting threes and passing, and no one can stop you, why work on something new? Man. Especially you know you're going pro. Technically, that shouldn't be your mindset, and don't quote me on it. I'm not saying that's Lonzo's mindset. I'm just going off of the eye test and what I witnessed when he was at UCLA, passing and shooting deep threes. See, that's the thing. If you're shooting threes, that just forces the defense to be up in your chest. Then you hit them with that blow by, finish at the rim. But now Cats are saying, well, you can't blow by me. You can't shoot a layup. You have no package. You shoot. Shoot, at this point in the NBA, he can't make a three. Yeah, but he's improving. He is. He's but... improved a lot, and I'm excited to see him come back. For the second half. No, the Lakers aren't making the playoffs, but I got off topic on that. We both did. So, yeah, I picked Lou Williams to win the skills competition. Brick. Three-point competition. If anybody out there picked Paul George, you're sick. You're definitely sick. Paul George is, in a, Paul George is a scorer that, that can shoot. That can shoot. He's not a He's shooter. He's not a shooter. There was guys in the – Kyle Lowry – Shouldn't have been in there, in my he, opinion. He, he's he's Paul George is the type of guy you come off the screen, hit him once he's in rhythm throughout yes, the game. Yes, he'll knock down yes. two or three over the course of a game. Thank Kyle you. Kyle Lowry the same way. He has to be in rhythm, knock down two or three over the course of a game. I would even say Clay Thompson the same way, to be honest, because Clay comes off the drip, comes off screens and shoots threes. Yeah. He's not accustomed to grabbing a ball, which is you could say that's kind of catch and shoot. Not, Not really. if he's moving. He's literally standing still, stationary, shooting straight ahead over and over again. I don't think he's Clay, just he's just a pure shooter. And in this competition, I think if you're having him move around and choosing spots and you give him thirty seconds, he'll win that competition. But yeah. But if you have him going from stationary if you have him going from rack to rack, I think that creates something he's not comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, God, he's still a great shooter. But putting him in that all right, here, 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 here. All right, how many you get? Nah, I didn't. That don't work for him. And the year he won it, he just got hot, and that's, yeah. that's what he's supposed to do. That, that's what he's capable of doing. He's he can get hotter than anybody in the NBA. But I picked Eric Gordon to win. Boy, did he I drop mean, the that's ball. That's not a that's not a bad choice no, considering not. what he does. But I also knew that going in, he was shooting poorly this season. Low thirties, thirty three percent shooting. That's a that's a, that's that's yeah, not but All Star Weekend is like where a lot of guys find their niche because you know <laughs> it's it's like okay like let's just let's just go out here and have fun. We got the homies. I'm dabbing it up with everybody that I've that I mess with from other teams right in the front row. They probably got bets on it. Wow, 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 wow. Who would you pick for a three point contest? Um, I was rolling with Clay just because okay. it was a familiar face. And go. Back. I had Devin Booker, smart, but Devin Booker, I was like, okay, he's young. He, I didn't think he was gonna win either. He might just you know. 
Like, oh, shoot. Who's your for the skills challenge? I had Jamal Murray. So I feel you on that. I was mad Spencer Dinwiddie when I was like, bro, it's a straight on three. Just wax it. I know, right? <laughs> so it looks like both of us went 0-2 in that regard. Yeah. And it didn't get no better. Because in the dunk contest, I mean. I had Dennis Smith Jr. Me too. I said the boy has a 48-inch vert. So anything he does is going to look amazing. But he couldn't make his first dunk. Mm-mm. So that ruined everything. Nope. I'm, uh, <laughs> We're like, 0-3, JT. Like, it's crazy because <laughs> I'm so wishing Zach Levine was healthy. That would make the dunk contest oh, so much more better. Time out. I wish Aaron Gordon was healthy, too, because he was actually in it. Man. And the suspense, because did you see what Victor Oladipo did in the practice? Bro. I said, bro, what do you, why didn't you do that in the dunk contest? For Wakanda, and you didn't even make it. Get out of here, bro. Bro. Doing all these extra things, and you don't even get it done. But then you have a dope dunk that you've practiced, and you scratch it to do something else. Come on, Victor. I don't even. To be Come honest, on. this year's dunk contest wasn't even interesting to me. I think it was interesting. It was more so there wasn't enough energy. Nah, like Larry, Larry Nance Jr. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not a get the crowd into a type of a guy. And you can't be mad at him for that because he's young. This is his first time doing it. He didn't. Because the worst thing we could say is he was too cocky and his dunks was trash. You know, we can yeah. literally judge him on that. Like it was dope that he did his dad's dunk and his, oh, and yeah. his dad's uniform was like was obviously dope. pay like pay uh, pay homage to the first slam dunk champion. But it's like man, to be honest, they gotta watch film. There's YouTube videos out there that dunk that we've never seen. Man, and I'm willing to. I mean, no, nah, they need to watch. Uh, what's that show on TNT? Oh, Dunk King. Yeah, Dunk King. Well. I had an idea, but that would take away from the all-star effect because I was going to say you pit those top three dunkers against the NBA's top three dunkers, but that takes away from all-star yeah. weekend. That's just giving the that, street that's guys. Like, that's like, that's like bringing, bringing the celebrity night into. And we don't want to do that. No. Now what they could do is have their own separate dunk contest, and they've done that during halftime games. They had yeah. Jordan Kill, Kilgannon go out there mm-hmm. and do the no-look over-the-shoulder dunk, and the Cats – in the huddle that was supposed to be listening to the coach, but they're not getting in, so yeah. like, whatever. They look over and see Kilgain and do a dunk they've never seen with jeans on, and they flip out. Out the out the audience, though. out the audience. Well, the thing is, it was planned. Don't oh, most definitely, yeah. but it's still like you don't you're you're not you're not sitting. They're like, all right, come out and the front row and because get jiggy. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, I'm 99% sure those dunks that they did, I'd already seen them. I'll be the first to tell you that I've already seen the under the legs. Yeah, I've already seen the behind the back. I've seen them, but I don't think the NBA audience has. That's because I'm. I've seen videos yeah. of street guys doing it. And they and think about the think about the judges. Who was it this year? Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, Mark like, Wahlberg. Like those guys aren't aren't on YouTube sitting there like let's let's look at these dunks. And I can't blame them. They're, I mean, you got time to be on YouTube. So that's why. You. I, so that's why I said like those guys hop on YouTube, bring one of those dunks in. And I and that's what Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon did. They figured a way to bring the dunk contest back. And and, not, they, and they didn't do the same dunks we've seen. They all did new dunks that the NBA crowd hasn't seen. If you've seen the the highlight things, that's cool. But the fact they did it on the biggest stage, because those guys are doing those dunk yeah. contests, they're doing it at Venice Beach. Yeah. I mean, if you're there in Venice at the time, you'll see it. If you go on YouTube and type in I forget the name. Uh, what is it? Sky Brothers? Gosh. Flight Brothers. Flight Bros. You go on there, yeah. you'll see all the guys dunking. I mean, there's a guy working on Between the Legs twice. He could do it on a nine-foot, I think it's nine-and-a-half-foot rim. He can do it on a nine-and-a-half-foot rim. That other six inches. 
I mean, to be honest, if they wrote out a nine and a half foot rim and he did that, I think he would get tens across the board. Probably. I'd give him a ten. I mean, I just the the creativity, like okay, Donovan Mitchell when he brought out that the was extra dope. backboard. That was dope. I give it to him. It's like it's just like going to LA Fitness, throwing it off the wall and bringing it around and banging and the, it. The craziest thing was how he did it. Yeah. And how he actually caught it and he didn't palm it. He caught it low. He cut that's hard to do. I don't he think caught I can it do, low. I don't think I can do it on a nine foot rim. Ca- I, I want to say he caught it below his hip. No, he did. That's that's the it, that was the difficulty of the dunk. It it wasn't as ooh dope, but it was okay. Hang on, that that dunk's not easy. And I think the judges last year missed that with Aaron Gordon when he yeah. went up, tomahawked it, then brought it be- between his legs midair, and then flushed it. And they gave him, I think, a forty-eight. I think someone gave him a nine. Two people gave him a nine. I said, nah, he should have got a fifty. Because when you watch it in slow motion, my man's puts the ball behind that's his what head. They had, that's, what they had, that's what they had to do for uh, Donovan Mitchell's dunk. Put it in. They had to do the same thing for Larry Nash Jr. when he double-tapped it off the glass. People don't – they just – they see it and they go, what do you do? Yeah. What do you mean what – watch, slow watch the down. slow motion replay. Because I think, I think Larry Nance's was harder than Donovan Mitchell's. Yes. Because the fact that he already threw it off the backboard, he has to catch it and then tap it. Maintain his <laughs> maintain his hang time, throw it off the board and catch it again and then dunk it, bro. There's so many dunks that you can continue to do that we haven't seen. You just gotta go do your research. To be honest, I thought when Donovan Mitchell took uh took off his jersey and held on to Vince Carter, I thought he was, I thought he was gonna put his arm in the rim. Me too. That three sixty was I Yeah. I mean, I would love to see a Jason Richardson remake. Man. That was arguably the greatest dunk I have ooh. That's top three greatest dunks I've ever seen. Aaron Gordon's my number one at this point. He went under his butt. At this point, Chris, what would be your greatest dunk contest out of five guys that we've seen? It's got to be Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, number one. Jason Richardson and Desmond Mason. They did it twice, though, if I'm not correct. Yeah, they did it twice. I think they no, had... I'm just saying your top five. Like, like, if you have to line up five guys, I'm like, okay, go out there, win a dunk contest. Oh, we got Zach, Aaron Gordon, Vince Carter. Jason Richardson, I gotta put him in there. Yeah, of course, just the fact that he did—he literally did something we had never seen, and then he came up and was like, "I had no idea. I just went with the flow." I mean, he put it under, awkwardly under his legs, underneath the hoop for reverse. Wasn't looking at the rim, or maybe he was. Whatever the case may be, and flushed it. For those of you who don't know, hop type, on YouTube. Jason Richardson between the legs. Just, just. You know what? Do yourself a favor and watch all of his dunk contests. Yes. So I think I'm at four, right? Yeah, you're at four. Okay. My fifth guy, I'm going to maybe throw in a little guy. Nate Robinson. I'll just throw him in there. Throw some 206 love. That would be a crazy dunk contest. That's my five. I'm sure there. I missed some guys out I there. I might have to take out Aaron Gordon and put Mike. I respect that. I ain't mad at it. And swap Spud Webb for Nate. I ain't mad at that. I have no problem with that. That because cause you got to think, to be honest, if we're making like the perfect dunk contest, neither Nate or Spud Webber in it. Dominique Wilkins is definitely in it. His over power was, was incredible. So for me, like the perfect dunk contest, I say Jason Richardson, MJ, Dominique, Zach, and uh, Vince. Vince, yeah. I ain't mad at it. I mean, you could throw, there's so many combinations. I'm sure someone would say Dr. J, and I can't yeah. be mad at that. I mean, just the stuff that these players are doing on a 10-foot rim, the creativity. And think about the all those guys that, that we've both listed besides Nate and Spud are 6'6 six, six and above. Yeah. I mean, and these dunks that they're doing are not easy. If you went out to a park. And tried to do the easiest dunk that they on showed. On an 8-foot rim, I think you'd be 
and it's not easy. And I think sometimes we forget that as fans, as journalists. And Go we, out on the eight-foot rim and try to do the windmill, uh, windmill 360. I mean, I can do that. I was doing that when I was in eighth grade at St. Teresa. Okay, but Chris, you're like a little guy. Like, like, you're, like you're like 120, bro. What's that like the average guy. They're well, going to be like, what the heck? Where's the rim at? Number one, to, to find the rim is just hard. Yeah, but if you're if you're an athlete, you can probably do it. Oh, most definitely, but not everybody's I've athletic. seen some of these guys hoop, and I I know for a fact, dunking two hands would be a tough task. I think you have to be athletic. You have to know what the rim is. Cause I mean, yeah, could I do? Let me think. Could I do Jason Richardson dunking an eight foot rim? That one probably not. I don't know if I can get it. If I can comfortably put it between my legs, not looking at the hoop. And put it over my head and dunk it. That was just a weird, unorthodox dunk. You'd have to be, I think it was left hand too, to be yeah. if I'm correct. Like, that's not easy. Off that, hand? Yeah, that's not easy. I mean, I could put it between my legs and dunk it, no problem. That's what's up. But to do it unorthodox, not the way he did it, crazy. So we're 0 3. We both had Dennis Smith Jr. winning. That didn't work out. And his between the legs reverse. That was crazy and dope because Almost he's, definitely. he's the shortest guy out there. I know he missed it. I mean, just make your dunks, my guy. That's all we ask. And then we go to the All-Star game, which was – I'll wait. I picked Team LeBron – I picked Team Steph to win just because they had a three-point shooting, and I didn't think LeBron's team defensively would be able to hang. But I forgot these guys are all All-Stars, and if they really want to lock down – they can do a pretty good job. All these guys could be first-team All-NBA defense. Pretty much, and they kind of proved it. The last possession of the game, can you imagine LeBron and KD, both hands up, and you're trying to— well, Can you just imagine KD? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Seven the, feet skinny, and he's just like— And his up. arms are another, what, above his head, five feet? So he's nine feet tall. Bro. Maybe ten. I, I don't even know. Scary sight. Don't know what I'm going to do. I oh I gosh. didn't even pick for that. I was just hoping for like a solid game, because the last the last what four All Star games. The last four JT. When, no, I'm just saying. I'm the just, last nine. I'm just saying like it was it was like okay, one ten, one fifteen. Oh, last year they put up one twenty five to one thirty points, one fifty seven to one thirty. And then last year they go yes, one ninety something. You. Like bro, like one ninety two to one eighty two. That's like bro, it's ridiculous. Of. Like, of course, you're not gonna get a you're not gonna get a 100 to 103 game like that because number one, these guys are marksmen and they can put up 24 points in two minutes. Ask about them. And then they're also the greatest players on earth. You're not just gonna lock these guys down and stop them. So of course, you're not gonna get a low scoring affair. You're gonna get something high, but at least it was competitive. At least these guys, I mean, you know, people can say what they want about Steph eating his popcorn on the bench. You know, hey, he's having fun. It's All-Star Weekend. He's, I mean, he's taking the game serious, but it's like, hey, it's also like a day off for me. I'm just out here playing in the park, but it's going to be a competitive pickup game. Like, in previous years, they meet up at whatever gyms they meet up in, whatever parks they meet up, and play harder than they had been playing previously in the All-Star game. Yeah, it was dope. 148-145, Team LeBron. I picked Team Steph, so I really went 0 of 4. <laughs> Embarrassing. Oh, it was bad. 0 of 4. But the good news is I love the new format. It only makes sense. To be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if LeBron and Steph are picking. Actually, it could be KD next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's LeBron, KD, or Steph picking their team again next season. I'm definitely not. There's definitely no surprise. And 
I don't, I don't know. I think this is definitely going to expand, not just within the All-Star weekend, but when it comes to the playoffs also. Yeah. Because I mean, we talked about it on, on pre- last year. We talked about it before the season started when we were making our predictions. Yeah. Because what they're talking about now is take still doing the best eight from each conference, but once you get those best eight from each conference, seeding those eighteen, those sixteen teams one through sixteen, just to get the pretty much the best, the best possible matchup at the end of the day. So one will play sixteen, two will play fifteen. is a is pretty much your sweet sixteen in the NCAA tournament. Feel you. Not to jump back to the All Star game, but that's what we're talking about, baby. It's All Star. It was Man. dope. LeBron actually. I'm surprised he played so. I'm surprised he played 31 minutes. I'm not. He wanted to win. I know he did, but I'm surprised that he did play that many. It's All Star Weekend. He's gonna get time off, which he did. Got four days off. The longest four days ever. Man, I can't wait till tomorrow night. Get to see some some basketball again. At least the NBA that is. But so, of course, LeBron picked KD. First overall pick. Were you surprised by that? I know I wasn't. Definitely not. It's like why not take. The second best player in the NBA, arguably. No, he okay, is. Kill he's, me. He's if, the second best player. Kill me if you want to, everybody. Arguably the greatest player in the NBA right now. Why not match him up with yourself? I feel you. <laughs> like it's number one, you you pretty much sewn it up and got it right there. The other team is gonna have to ball the ball out. And then Curry went up and got Giannis. That was a little shocking. Not really, because look at how Curry plays. He likes to get up and down, and Giannis can get up and down too. But still, James Harden is better than Giannis on all facets of the but game. James Harden, I mean. And yes, to your point about him getting up and down, James Harden want to shoot threes and shoot threes and dribble the ball 90 times and go to the basket. So maybe that had something to do with it. But that was a little shocking. And then the and it's kind of And it's kind of one of those things like, okay, Braun picked KD. I kind of got to. X I get some length. That, I, I got to X out that length. I, that's that's another thing. Because think about it. If, think about if LeBron had Giannis and, and Katie. Dang, that's, <laughs> that's I think ultimate that would, rim protection. I don't think I think Team LeBron would really gonna win that. Facts, man. Because I had them winning before Demarcus Cousins went down. Before the whole team got injured, John Wall, Kristaps Porzingis, they didn't have. If they had those three, I was picking Team LeBron. But the fact that they lost those three and they picked up Goran Dragic and. I kind of not an all. Kind of said, nah, I can't. I can't pick Team LeBron. Team Curry's just too nasty. But Team LeBron showed up and they showed out. And then so LeBron's second pick, no surprise here to a lot of folks. Maybe I'm sure Sean Jones is happy about this pick. Was Anthony Davis? Yeah, he went number two overall. And then that's when Curry said, "Let me go ahead and get James." Might as which, well. Which makes sense. And then of course LeBron had to get his former point guard Kyrie Irving. They were all jokes and laughs on the sideline. At this point, LeBron might end up in Cleveland. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think he goes anywhere. I, I. I mean, I've jumped around. I said it's guaranteed he's going to L.A. That backfired. He ain't going to L.A. Because I mean, you never know. With, you with never LeBron, know. That's true. So. But all signs are pointing to him maybe just staying put. I mean, he's done. He has three rings. He's about to be top five in scoring all time. He might go down as top two, top three. Depending on how long he the only, plays. To be honest, I know, I know we're off subject a little bit, but the, the only place I can really see him going is to play with Pop. If he wants to ring chase, he might see it dropping his numbers, but... He don't care. Yeah, if he's just going to chase his rings. I feel it. And then 
DeMar DeRozan gets picked up by Curry. I'm not mad at that. And then LeBron goes big, gets boogie, and then Steph Curry matches that with Joel Embiid. And just— And Joel is nice. And Joel is very nice. Very soon he will be the best big man in the NBA. Don't know when because DeMarcus is still there, but with that injury, I don't know. I've never had it. People say you don't come back the same, but who am I to judge? He might come back better than ever. Yeah. If Kobe had had that injury when he was younger, when he was younger, when he was Kobe, number eight, Kobe might have came back and put up thirty a game for, for the next three straight three, years. Yeah, I don't know, so I'm not gonna speculate on that injury. Or, but best wishes to the big man Boogie because he was dominant. He was the best big man at that point in time. He's been the best big man in my opinion on and off between him and Marcus Ole. Whoever had that better year, that's really where it was at. Mark's getting older now, so I don't know if he's going to ever get back to that style of play. Their team sucks. I mean, could you believe it? Last year he was a (laughs) all-star. To to put things in perspective, people probably don't remember, Mark Gasol was an all-star last season. Not even mentioned this year, but that's what happens as you get older and these young guys, they come balling out. Well, yeah, and you got to mention when when you get rid of – not – when when the coaching philosophy changes, yeah, because because the strategy changed with Fizdale still there, from from the outside looking in, and then when you get fired and get a whole new coach ten games into the season, it's like okay, I gotta adjust to this new dude, and your numbers true. are gonna drop. So that is true, man. But I mean, this is this is the All Star episode, but one All Star didn't even play. So how do you feel about Jimmy Butler being an All Star? Selected by everybody, but choosing not to play. I was mad corny. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, he played four minutes, but he played. Yeah, he played. And that's probably, he probably, him and Goran Dragic, I think, combined for maybe 10 minutes. But I get it. Well, Dragic just shouldn't have been in there. No, I I understand why he was in there. Miami's, they're they're good. And you look at that team, (laughs) people probably don't know how those players unless you live in Miami or you're a Heat fan. That's really impressive. And that goes to Spolstra over there doing work. That's a team that can really make some noise come playoff time. If they can, Almost definitely. If they play the way they're playing. That, that just goes back to say Spolstra's one of the top three coaches in the NBA right now. So I'm not going to sit up there and say Gordon Drogic didn't deserve it, but the fact that Jimmy Butler sat out and didn't even play. There's people that, more to, I mean, th- that, that Will, deserved. Ben Simmons. The list can go on. Come on, really? Lou like, Will like literally that spot from the West Western Conference, and you got to have a That's same true. amount of paper. Like Lou Will right there. Yeah, Lou Will. I mean, come on, man. And Lou Will even added him. Is it really, bro? Yeah. It's like that's disrespectful on so many levels to I be voted it. in as one of the I – yeah. I understand he's playing a, a, a league-high 42 minutes a game in a Tom Thibodeau system, which really hasn't – being kind to its players over the years, you know, their bodies break down. So he kind of just took this as a, you know, thanks for honoring me and selecting me as an all-star. I'm going to just sit this one out. I understand it, but it's like at the same time, bro, look at look at all these little kids that came out to see Jimmy Butler, probably their favorite player. That's crazy. Imagine all-star if, you're a, weekend. if you're a Jimmy Butler fan and you paid good money to see him play and he didn't even play. And I know there's people All-Star out there, weekend. And I know there's people out there that were run, wanting to see his, him defensively. I mean, he's one of the top defenders in the league, right behind Paul George. He's right there. To be honest, I think... He's a two-way guard. He is amazing on the defensive end. And he's improved I offensively. Think, 
Team Steph wins the game if Jimmy, Jimmy Butler plays. plays. Cause he he cancels out maybe seven points, and he and he he can add you about five six points. He we could, but we'll never know. I mean, he really like that's pulled the plug <laughs> for no reason other than oh, I played forty two minutes. My like guy. it's really crazy because these coaches go into All Star Weekend telling their players, you know, scale it back some, Enjoy. be competitive, but have fun, but don't do nothing stupid, burn yourself out, try anything crazy, and undercut we, somebody. We saw James Harden foul Russell Westbrook. Man, that was a hard foul. I said, what? An All Star game? All Star game? I said, oh, I like this. Gladly, I'm happy that no one got hurt. Yeah, you saw Joel Embiid in the yeah. second quarter block Russell Westbrook. Not last year. They that were playing defense. Yes, last year that would have been a dunk. And this is like, man, okay, the coaches tell you that, but literally don't, don't not do anything like Jimmy Butler did. I mean, bro, at least, at least play. But man, that's it. Who? So, so I'm gonna say, who is your surprise? Obviously, Jimmy Butler sitting out was a major surprise to every single body on earth. To be honest. Not to cut you off, I didn't even know until 48 hours after the fact when someone else brought it. I forgot. Really? I was so in tune in what I saw and the great game of how great that game was. I was so like, this is dope. Continue this next year. But by the way, televise it. I had no idea. I forgot Jimmy was even in there. That's how crazy it is. I was was expecting, I was looking forward to seeing Jimmy play just to, I don't, people have been trying to put him as like a top, three shooting guard in the league. Who are you talking to? Just like the different stuff on Twitter. I'll I'll show you the Twitter stuff. I just be going you, through you like these, uh, them. Top these like three? basketball Twitter things. I'd be like, dang, bro. Are like, they forgetting people? There, there's a couple of guys I can put but, ahead of but them. But they, but they, so a Depends lot of them. on how you put Paul George because he's low-key as a small forward. Yeah, he's definitely a small forward. He's just a two in OKC. Yeah, you're right. But it's like I wanted, I wanted to see like the drop-off from James Harden to Jimmy Butler. And then you had to throw in Demar Derozan, who I'm taking over him. He was the he was he was the uh, leading scorer for the uh, for Team Steph. Hey, what does that tell you, <laughs> man? So who who was your surprise out of the, out of the All Star game? I would have to say a player. Yeah, I'm gonna say LeBron. Can't and, be mad at you. And the thing is, I didn't expect him to go for the MVP. I mean, he was just. He was playing defense. Normally, Le- normally, Braun plays like 20 minutes out of that game. Yeah, and he's chilling. Yeah. But I noticed how in tuned he was. And when he was in tuned, everybody, everybody else, was. else was. Even Team Steph kind of got that vibe. Oh, LeBron's, yeah. LeBron's swatted down like you. Well, okay, we oh, got to get we, we gotta, we gotta turn it up. We got to play a little bit. Kevin Durant. Oh, let me come down and just pull this three. Money. Oh, let me dime it to Russell Westbrook and one. Are we really? Okay, this is, yeah. oh, this is actually dope. LeBron literally changed it. Now, if LeBron was chilling, messing around, laughing, shooting threes, messing around, I think that's what we would have saw. Yeah. We would have saw Steph Curry laying down, people jumping over him for a dunk. We would have seen that type of theatrics that we witnessed last season. But this year, from the jump, I mean, of course, they had to get a feel for each other. Oh, most definitely. You could tell there's little awkward moments when they players are going, oh, you want to dunk it here? Okay. But then maybe around six minutes in the first quarter, this was this yeah, is a they, game. They this definitely had exhi- to get the feel. Yeah, this is an exhibition, and it was a new format. I mean, again, these it's not East versus West. These guys it's, picked their teams. It's like, okay, <laughs> L.A. Fitness, let's go. Yeah, so who was your surprise? I had to go with my, 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 my early season MVP pick, Dame Lillard, from a guy who nobody was really trying to pick him as an all-star. He came in and gave you 
quick 21 in 21 minutes. And I mean, it just it just it just went to show that he's on the same level as everybody else. Just because he's in Portland, smaller market, bottom of the West, not well, bottom of the the playoff West teams. Okay, Dame's for real. We're gonna start like people have to start giving Dame his credit now, especially in a highly competitive game like that to come off the bench and give you twenty one. In an All Star game with the other twenty three best players in the NBA right now, arguably, I I say okay. Go go do your thing. We see you do it on a team where, you know, it's just you and C.J. McCollum, but you did it when you're playing with Steph, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, all these other all-stars. It's not your team to where you can just pretty much do whatever you want. You got other players that are equal out or just as good as you on the same team, and you go in and put up those numbers. So I just think that was a big surprise to me because people really didn't want him to be an all-star. Like, you know, a guy like Russell Westbrook didn't feel like he was an all-star. I feel it. Yeah, it was – I enjoyed the all-star game. I can't can't say it enough. Just the new format. Oh, yeah. Just how everything went, everything flowed, the defense, the offense, the fact that these guys were running plays. Man. <laughs> that was really what tripped me out. I said, they just run a, a play for – Did you see the uh, – <laughs> I saw it on Instagram today, the mic'd up with LeBron. Yeah. That That's what it was like. Okay, he was really playing. Switch, switch, switch on yeah. everything. Over the top. I'm here. I'm here. But you okay. hear that? You come. S- you sound like you guys been practicing. You hear that in the playoffs. <laughs> you hear that in a regular season matchup. And someone actually, and I listened to another podcast. He's a comedian, Akash Singh, if people know who that is. He said this was the 1992 game that we never saw. You know what I'm talking about? I can't think of if- the name right now. Of the actual the, game. The game that never happened or something like that. No, but they actually, it's 1992, Michael Jordan, all them, Charles Barkley. Yeah. Forget the name of it. I really can't. I, I believe it was the game that, that never happened or something like that. No, but uh, the USA, US Team USA, they competed. It was a heated battle. Man. got physical, but no cameras were there. Only thing we know is from stories and accounts from other players. The Dream Team, that's what it was. The oh, you're trying to think scrimmage. of the name of the team. No, it was a Dream Team scrimmage. That's what it oh, was. Oh, okay. I got it now. Dream Team scrimmage. When those guys were going at it, that's what we – I don't want to say that's exactly what we saw because it wasn't that physical. Definitely it wasn't that not. serious. But that's a taste of what it probably could be in five to ten years. But you don't want players to get hurt. That's where that's where the the line draws because this is for fun. That USA Dream Team thing was this, – the, This is pretty much – I mean – Minus a few of those foreigners uh, like Giannis and Joel Embiid. Yeah. Pretty much Team USA playing against each other. Yeah, and it was competitive and it was fun and it was entertaining. And I didn't see the 1992 Dream Game. I wasn't even born. I don't know. I think it took place in August, so I'd make me <laughs> a month old. You yeah. feel me? But that was a good point there. I said, I see where you're going with it. Granted, it wasn't to that magnitude, but we witnessed that. We got to see competitive not East versus West. But just competitive basketball yeah. from around the league. And that was dope. And I, I can't wait to see it being televised next year for the draft because I want to see who gets picked last. I don't care if your feelings are hurt. You're a grown-ass man. That And you're playing in that's the gonna, NBA. That's, that's going to be pretty dope just because it's like, okay. To be honest, have you ever been picked last in anything, JT? That you can think of? I mean, with my family. 
it's just like okay, my family. I don't care about that. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm he's the think. he's the baby and he's the smallest, so we don't really want him on our team. I play but I guess football we take on them. the weekends. They do a draft. I'm I've never went last. I feel bad for those that do. You're sitting there looking. You see everyone else getting. Just sitting there waiting. I've, to pick. I've been picked last before, but it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm the new guy showing up to something. I don't okay, really know what know this what? guy does. I think when no, I wasn't picked last. I was just put on the other team. I'm, I don't think I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever been picked last. Yeah, I've never, been picked last. I've never got to feel see to be the underdog. I've been picked second, and I said, oh, I'm about to kill y'all today. You picking me second? If you don't want me, okay, I'm destroying your. That's garden. cool. It's it's definitely cool. I mean, who, that who make, this year, me. who was it? LaMarcus Aldridge and Al Horford, the last that, two? I'm shocked LaMarcus went last. I, would, I mean, they were probably like, okay, he's not going to play. But still, I would, I would, I think Kyle Lowry should have went last more than anything. Even over Al Horford? Yeah, Al Horford. He, he, Al Horford might not play with no sauce, and he's just, he's, he's literally Tim Duncan, but he's not as nice. And I'm talking about his fundamental. game. He's just fundamental. He's not going to. He's just not finessing. He's yeah. going to shoot the ball off the backboard, pass to the man that's open, create for others. And Kyle Lowry, he's just Kyle Lowry. I just, I was shocked he was an all star, but I get it. The Raptors are number one in the East. He's averaging at, what, 15? And I don't even remember. I don't even know his stats. He's playing well. So I get why he got the nod, but. He ain't even all that to me. He cool. Jimmy Butler's whole thing still just pisses me off. No, throw, I feel you, man. Throw Chris Paul in there. That's up for debate, yeah, the way he's been playing. <laughs> like, Yeah, there's so many people. I would argue more for Lou Will, especially coming out the oh, West. Oh, definitely more for Lou Will. But I feel at that point, I mean, how could – I mean, when did the coaches even know about that is my biggest question. Because if they knew about it, they could have said, hey, Lou Will, I mean, we don't have a jersey for you. I don't. There's just so many things that can go – that could have gone. Like, he, that didn't should, happen. It should have just been a replacement, like an injury. Yeah, but how quickly can they do all those things to get him ready to play? And how early did the team know about it? Did they find out game time he's not playing? Because now, how, what are we going to do? You can't just put Lou Will in there with a with a Jimmy Butler extra large jersey on. Just, I mean, it's going to look weird. Shoot, at the end of the day, those guys are they they. I'm pretty sure they had the Jordan brand stitch team just in case something got ripped to stitch something up. I'm pretty sure they could have ran back and got Lou Will's jersey and shorts ready for him. I don't know. I'm just disappointed that, again, Jimmy Butler sat out. And other than that, we, I think we agree that we both enjoyed the All-Star game. All-Star weekend? All -Star, yeah, I'm not going to so lie. So Saturday and Sunday. A lot of people were disappointed in the All-Star weekend. I enjoyed the three-point contest. Sure, guys didn't shoot well, but it was competitive. Devin Booker, he did his thing. He showed up and showed out. Spencer Dinwiddie. Three-point record. He, right? He showed up and showed out. The dunk contest, they did what they could. Would I like to see Aaron Gordon healthy doing it? Yes, because Aaron Gordon would have brought the house down. I know he had stuff planned. Oh, most definitely. And I get that people, some players don't want to be known as just a dunker. But what's wrong with that? You play professional basketball. It's okay to have a set skill set. Yeah, you could be a dunker that can. What do they, what that, do they call that, Vince Carter? Arguably the greatest in-game dunker. Of all time. Of all time. But he can also but get he, buckets, too. Yeah, but he also has a jumper. Yeah. So, As you can see today, he's, and, what, 41? And the crazy thing is Aaron Gordon is improving. I get that he didn't want, he didn't want that stigma of being a, a one-dimensional guy, just a dunker, but you can still work on your game and become hey, someone other if, than that. If Aaron Gordon continues to just improve his game, everybody's going to remember Blake Griffin as a poor man's Aaron Gordon. But Blake Griffin's improved his game, though. But 
Aaron the, the way the way I'm looking Jordan's, at his 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 upside is higher. Yes, he's way. And he plus, has, you, I think he's in Orlando. He's never had a good like. I mean, Blake once once Doc got to I mean, Blake. Hell, I said shoot. Okay, see, so trade Melo for Aaron Gordon straight up, but that trade will never go through because why would they want Melo? True. Speaking but of trades, at, at the end of the day, oh yeah, carry back we, to the finals. We didn't even we didn't even discuss that last week. I mean, we were off. to be honest. It's a little late now, but I know you know the Cavs are going back to the finals, so it don't matter. Yeah, they're coming out the East. Yeah. You to know, be honest. You know the the trade I did hate? I mean, the Cavs won. And but to be honest, you know what the, you know all these trades go back to? Danny Ainge finesse Brooklyn. <laughs> That's I know, right? literally all these trades Everyone go back to. Cleveland took the L. But no. Management in Cleveland said, We're gonna make this work. We're gonna do something about it. And I feel I feel bad for the Lakers and having to take on Isaiah. Man, he's really Gio's point about him having an anomaly year. I feel really bad, and people are probably gonna say, Chris, you're a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm just I mean, he's just he had a great one year. That's kind of the way it's looking right now. I Man. don't getting back I mean he the thing is no one really, Isaiah's gonna be in Brooklyn next year. And that's the thing. He's <laughs> He's not gonna get a, a good. Con- he's not gonna get his contract he wants. Heck the no. Lakers aren't gonna which, keep which is him. very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. I feel bad. Yes, because there's guys like Otto Porter or uh, what's my guy's name? There's so many guys. We're not gonna Nick Batum. I get it. They, they haven't. They haven't done or meant to their team what Isaiah's done and meant to his teams. But, but they got their paydays just because they were one year I earlier. Think, I think Danny Ainge seen it on the saw it on the wall. He said, "Hey, I mean, the guys hurt." This year he played really well, and it might have been I'm an, I'm, it just poof, <laughs> poof. I mean, you think about it. Do you expect a five nine guy to come into the gym and give you thirty? I mean, these guys, these these type of guys have very good seasons. They don't have very good careers. That's another good point. Think about Nate Rob. Man, he had a couple of fire. He didn't, first of all, I don't even want to say seasons. He had a couple of you know a month or two where he was just fire. Now just think about when he was with uh. Chicago. Okay, you're right. In the playoffs, he was the man. Literally. Um, Give him the ball and he would do something. That year with him and Jamal in New York, that was he nice was nice. Too. I get it. But then years around that, it's like, okay. But you also have to remember the, the attitude of those guys. And that's another thing that's kind of, I don't know if it's true. Little man's complex. I don't even, bro, they just, they're not cool in the locker room. But I saw some of his comments and I'm saying, bro, what do you, you like, literally. Like, bro, the, you just got traded and you say you're not coming off not the bench. Not to mention, these are the guys that beat you. Yeah, you don't say nothing. If anything, you just say, "Hey, how 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 are you how are you calling a team meeting trying to call out Kevin Love when you ain't even played yet, bro?" Hey. And then when you do get back, Kevin Love's numbers drop and you're shooting twenty seven percent from the field. I'll give him I'll give him this. I know he just got back from injury, so his shot was a little off. I'll give him that. But I didn't all that other yapping. I say, "Hey, man, shh, you're doing too much. You ain't even the same Isaiah they got." That's you, not the same Isaiah from Sacramento. It's not. I mean, yeah, he's literally not giving. That's why I traded him. He what? Granted, Chris, he's not healthy. He needs to heal. The Cavs ain't got time for this guy to heal for three months, and he's a liability on defense. I don't want to say it. That's why I say I feel bad for the Lakers. They already they lost three straight already. Yeah, they get up 130 points now. Crazy what happens when you get a guy that's our height. I'm surprised they didn't just buy him out. Nah, they wouldn't do that to him. Shoot, it's a business. The Lakers ain't going nowhere, no way. So let them play. Okay, but why not let these young guys develop? Lonzo's hurt. There was multiple reasons why you needed to point another guard in there. Brandon, in- Brandon, Brandon Ingram with Brandon Ingram running the point guard. No, that's they were fine. like eight and four. They were eight and four, but also Lonzo was playing too. No, this oh, is, oh yeah, yeah. when he was hurt because he's missed about what he's missed 
a lot two of games. months almost. So in that regard, I do feel bad for him. But it's it's the business. It's a big man's game when it's all said and done. Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, congratulations! You get to learn from veterans and you get to take your NBA game. Finals. Hey, because they weren't getting that in L.A. No, <laughs> and I feel man. I do you watch the Players Tribune? That episode when he gets traded to Cleveland is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't know if they're gonna I don't know oh, how traded to L.A. Or excuse me, yes, what did I say? Cleveland. <laughs> My bad. When he's traded to L.A. Man, you know how much footage they've probably had to throw away. Oh, I'm. Th- I don't. I wonder if they did though. I wonder if they are just gonna toss that away because it was, because he was happy to be in Cleveland and he was like, I'm going to the NBA Finals. I don't think they was gonna make it. Every, I mean, could LeBron have pulled a, I don't know what, a game six where he puts up 45 against Boston Celtics or a 50, maybe. But that is, is that gonna be enough defensively? Nah, I think, I think, I think if in the playoffs against the Cavaliers, Boston would have beat Cleveland. If Isaiah were on the Cavs, <laughs> I don't even know. It's LeBron makes a huge difference, a huge difference. Because to be honest, they can easily just sit Kyrie. I mean, sit Kyrie. They can easily sit Isaiah in the fourth quarter, which they did a few times. Yeah, but co- as a coach, you're like, okay, this guy mm-hmm. is kind of a closer. A kind of a LeBron's closer. LeBron's not a closer at all. Hey, LeBron has closed multiple times this year. To and be honest, closer, I'll take it over LeBron you consistently. Can take him. Consistently, but he's done it this year. They didn't have IT for the first four months, and LeBron was closing. He closed the All Star game. Yeah, <laughs> he had a clutch three. He's been closing now. If you want to talk consistently, cons- you know, over three years, who are you going to take? Okay, I get your argument, but we're talking right now. Isaiah Thomas ain't even ready. Oh, he's still he's still not even one hundred percent. And the thing is, in the fourth quarter, he he can't guard nobody. You put I honestly, I put Jose Calderon in. Because I know what he's going to do. We'll, gonna, we'll, we'll just look at just look at the playoffs last year and how they hit Isaiah on defense. Well, that's Brad Stevens. He's a genius. Yeah. It's like okay, you got John Wall, it. Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, and Kelly Oubre. Go guard Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> just, just <laughs> we'll, go we'll guard help, him over there. We'll help when needed. Ow! Don't even worry about Gortat. <laughs> just help him with Kelly. So yeah, it, I do feel bad for Isaiah Thomas, but is it shocking that he was traded? I was hoping to be honest. Because I'm a Cavs bandwagon fan since LeBron has joined them. I'm a huge LeBron fan, whatever the case may be. I was saying if they don't, they gotta trade Isaiah. He's not been. He's not helping. He's actually hurting the team in every aspect, offensively. He's taking really bad shots. They're gonna say you brought yeah, me in here to score, dude. You don't. Even, they, it's been 15 games. It's been two games. You gotta. Work your way into it. You got to come off screens. You just can't come down the court and just shoot a three. And that goes back to coaching, also. Well, you got you to work him into the starting lineup. Something, because it didn't work. But it don't matter. He's in LA now. Cavs don't have to worry about it. Cavs are back to the NBA Finals, barring any injuries. And when they get Kevin Love back, oh, the starting five might end up being Larry Nance, Kevin Love, LeBron, Jr. And Jr. done found his. His seventh since. Because you know why? Because they got that competitive edge back in practice now. They got all them old JR and Jordan Clarkson are the same. Firecrackers. can And and JR don't like coming off the bench. So it's like, should I? And Rodney Hood, I think, is good coming off the bench. Oh, most definitely. At first, I was going to say start Rodney Hood. But nah, Rodney Hood is a better JR Smith off the bench, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because he's not going to slouch on defense, he's going to get buckets on the offense. And he's going to bring that energy. Most definitely. And you saw it when they played Boston. 
ah, I have the Man. tongue out after they made it three. I said, boy, look at this. Well, that that's Jordan Clarkson's go-to thing anyways. Well, see, and I saw him do it in L.A., but now he knows. The I whole can- team has fun now. You saw it. How many times on the bench when trying Fry hit a three did you see any excitement? You might see a couple of claps. I didn't see nobody standing up. Kyle Corver mm. hits a three. I didn't see nobody standing up. The Cavs going to have an interesting lineup come to playoff time. Yeah, Can I mean, especially once Warriors? Kevin gets back. Probably no. not. Heck but no. I'll tell you this. This might be – it will be a six-game series. I can guarantee you that. I think it definitely goes six. And if it gets to a seven-game, people are going to be shaking. No, not again. I still think it's five. I don't think it's, I don't think it's five. I think the defensive energy they bring, that's only going to help their offense. And to be honest, the Warriors bench this year, you can forget about it. Their bench – Nick Young, everyone's like, oh, he's about to kick. Yeah, he did cool for the first three weeks of the season. Where he been at? But that's that's what he does, though. That's what he does. But, see, it's a different ball game now because you're going into a winning organization. Yeah. They've been to the finals three straight years, going to be their fourth, and now there's pressure for you to play well. He ain't had that ever. And I don't think he's going to be ready come June. Hopefully he is. And everybody else, Andre Iguodala. Where you been at, bro? He's, he's, I think he's done. So that doesn't. Sean Livingston, <laughs> Shaky Sean though. Don't don't don't. Shaky Sean. Shaky Sean. Sean. The past three seasons has been Sean. I haven't seen nothing shake in the past three years. No, that free throw, that free throw line shaky for him. That's why I call him Shaky Sean. Well, you can call him Shaky Sean for the free throws. I'm worried. I'm worried about them. I'm worried that if Houston and James Harden's able to play basketball for 48 minutes against them, game by game. Well, I'm, Houston. I'm afraid Houston come out the West. To be honest, Golden State's not a lock to come out the West the way that's, Houston is that's playing. That's what I'm saying. And if it's Houston and Cleveland, well, Cleveland's definitely winning that. I, I, I wouldn't even say that. I would say that. I definitely wouldn't say that. Because all you have to do is literally, all you have to do. Did is, you hear what J.R. Smith said about James Harden? Yes, I know what he said. He said, no matter what, James Harden's going to score. There's yes, no stopping him. That's fine. Let James get his, get 50. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to limit everyone else. CP3 is going to get 20. I don't know. Jordan Who's, Clarkson. Who? I didn't say he's going to lock him up, but Jordan he, Clarkson. He, Jordan Clarkson plays no defense. Well, well, they said that about, what's his name, George Hill. He don't play no defense George either. George defense, I mean, not George defense. George Hill. <laughs> George Hill plays defense, though. He plays, but he still gets torched. The thing is about the Cleveland Cavaliers, if Houston meets up with them, I think the Cavs bench is just better. And that's a fact. Almost uh, definitely. And when it comes down to putting Kyle Corver in the game, Kyle Corver can get loose for 28. And now what are you going to do? I get Gerald Green. He can get loose. Chris, he can dunk. He can shoot. I don't say Gerald Green Gerald is Green like. Gerald Green can go 0 for 10 one yeah, game. Yeah, he's JR. And that's. Gerald Green is your JR. Unfortunately, and he don't play no defense. At least JR now, well, now plays defense. Yeah, now. Right? <laughs> now. We don't know about next month. <laughs> right, right. Or shoot, we don't know about this game coming Man, up tomorrow. JR Smith's been MIA, but let's get into it. Last topic of the night two minute warning. Ah, this is a good one. Shout out Gio on this. That new Nipsey Hustle. It might have taken 20 years for this album to come out. Victory lap, we're talking about. But JT, man, what are your thoughts, first impressions on hearing Nipsey Hustle's? Victory lap. Start to finish. Mm. Start to finish. You that's like Nipsey is one of those guys that like he's gonna he he's not he's he's not feeding you none of these stuff like oh I'm sipping uh codeine or something like that. Nipsey's telling the story of like his life. Nipsey's telling the story of like his everyday or something that 
gone on in like his community and stuff like that. He's telling a story. His albums are nothing but stories. And it's like at the end of the day, he he he's he's go, there's a message behind every single song. And the song that I'm kind of like referring to is last time that I checked with him and YG. It's like, okay. He's he really is the streets voice out west on the west coast. I mean, he's he's literally telling you what his life is like, and then to incorporate that with somebody who's in a, from an opposite clique or gang as you, and you guys can come together. I think that brings the bigger messages that we need to come together as a people and really just you know kind of put all this foolishness to the side. That's deep, JT. Man, like, have you seen the music video? Nah, I'm, to be honest, I don't even watch music videos like that. The only reason, the only reason I seen the music video because I was on a plane coming back. Uh, oh, Seattle. Mr. Fancy, what fight and you on? I'm baby, messing with you. Southwest Airlines, two ninety nine, <laughs> and I had a gift card too. It's not coming out of my debit account. <laughs> but nah, uh, like if you get, if you get a chance, watch the music video. It's like complete uh, contrast with everything that goes on in the music video, but it's coming together as one. That's dope. Yeah, I love the album. And Start uh, to finish, as you real said. quick to uh, interrupt you, I didn't mean to. No, you're good. Last time that I checked was fire. Blue Laces 2 is my favorite song on the album. I feel you on that. Blue Laces is up there for me, but I have to go rap inwards. Oh, yeah. That was horde. Oh, from the moment he <laughs> dropped that single. <laughs> man, everyday slap. I didn't even listen to any of his singles because I really I was really waiting on the album. I didn't want to hear really? I didn't want to hear nothing. Man. I want to just hear the album. Because what happens, I'll hear a single, and depending on the artist, you might hear that single for the next six months. And then he drops really the album. Though. And I don't want I didn't want to be that guy. So I said, I'm not listening to nothing Nipsey drops that has that's related to his album. And I did that and I give this album four out of five because he waited so goddamn long. <laughs> I'm petty. Uh, <laughs> I'm that petty. Man, how long has he been saying he's gonna give us Bro. this? Well, how long has he been? Uh... I can't even remember. I can't even freaking remember. Well, we're about to find out right now. I remember I'm when to, I was I'm at a... WSU and I was slapping mailbox money. Oh and yeah, he was talking I was about at finish line then. trying to download that in the in the stock room with Mo. So that was in 2013, and he said, "Oh yeah, I got Victory Lab. It's gonna be crazy." And I'm like, "Ooh, I'm thinking 2014." No, Chris, 2014 is Slauson or something else. I'm thinking, "Oh, it's definitely coming out in 2015." No, Chris, not coming out in 2015. Oh, it's coming out when I graduate, bro. I get something to vibe to when I'm done with college. No, Chris. And actually, mailbox money. So actually, two thousand mailbox money is twenty fourteen. So twenty thirteen was thirteen. Yeah, and that was straight fire. Yeah, mailbox money was Slauson Boy two twenty sixteen. So he really played with me for the past, mm, I would say, five years. And think about it, he came out with the marathon and TMC both in twenty thirteen, along with Crenshaw. So the thing is, he did the marathon twenty ten. The marathon continues twenty eleven. What are you doing twenty and in twenty thirteen was Crenshaw right? 2013 was the marathon, TMC, and Crenshaw. See, he could have. I think he, I don't even know what he had in the bag. I don't know if he even had the album. I don't know, but man, he. I I was waiting for the album for too long, and I get it was a studio album, and everything else he was doing was a mixtape because the marathon that was a mixtape. Marathon continues the mixtape. Oh yeah, those are all Dat Piff releases. TMC extra laps mixtape Crenshaw mixtape mailbox money mixtape mix tape. Slauson boy too mixtape famous lies and unpopular truth mixtapes no pressure with being on mixtape and he says he's working on an album 
But he said he's working on an album for those past five and, years. In 2013 when he was... Bro, and he said... Victory real, Lab coming soon. Come on, man. So I'm being petty. I'm giving you four out of five because you took too goddamn long, bro. But I appreciate you. To be honest, I don't have a problem with him taking so long. Since, he, since it came out like this. No, yeah, it was great. He didn't charge $100 for it either. Man. <laughs> I probably still would have bought it if it was $100. I'm, now, like, been my most- Nipsey kind of got me excited for the game's new album. Oh, his his pop passed away, so well, I well know. you see he thought about putting the album on hold and his Europe and, and his Europe that. tour on hold. I respect just that. because of that. I respect that. But I think because like you know, God God rest his soul, his dad passing away. I think because of his dad passing away, he probably scrapped two or three songs and got right in the studio and made four or five new bangers. I can't wait. I don't know when it's dropping. I haven't heard nothing, and I'm all I know. We're just talking about music now, which is Man. fine. It's two minute warning. This is what we do. Future's got something coming. Oh, definitely. I can't wait because I know it's going to be flambe. This is what Future Whew. does. I can't wait. I know it's going to be something. I'm To be honest, it might it might be until the summer. Well, oh, it, because Chris, you, to be honest, mess around with Future, we might not get it till Christmas. And I'll be beefing because that's a long <laughs> wait. We bro. might not get it till Christmas messing around wait. with Future. Based on what he's done these past, I'll say. Because he'll, he'll put out features. That's what he'll do. Not. I don't even want to say that. I want to say Future has it. The way I see it, he kind of has a, a game plan with it. Whereas when he dropped Pluto in 2012, two years later, he dropped Honest, and then he kind of went on a tear. And was just dropping everything. He was just back dropping to back he dropped to back to back. Dirty Sprite 2 in 2015, and then he dropped a sneaky fire album that just had no push. Evil. Yeah. Spelled E V O L. Love were like, huh? backwards. Dropped it Super Bowl weekend. That was fire. February 6th, to be exact. Then he dropped. A few mixtapes, and that's what people are forgetting. So during that time span, when he's sitting here dropping an album, you have to remember, he put out Monster. He put mm-hmm. out Beast Mode. Mm-hmm. He put out 56 Nights. So Banger. From October 20... Shout out to DJ Esco for 56 October Nights. Halloween 2014 up until March 2015, there was music because he dropped Beast Mode in January. Happy New Year, guys. Then he dropped 56 Nights. Then he came back, took a long break. It's been a minute. So from 2015, after 56 nights, I want to say it was it was a long time. He came with that future album, Evil. And then you're looking at, was it Purple Rain? Yep, 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 yep. Purple yep, yep. Rain. Then he took a long break and came back with two just fire albums, which, again, we talked about it two episodes ago. And Same day. They just, no, not the same day, a week apart. Yeah, a week apart. Yeah, it was like Future month, came mean. out on February 17th, and then I got the update. I bought both those albums right then and there. But yeah, we got off topic talking about music. But man, but, hey, music is, man. It's the greatest thing right now. Like I mean, right now, like another another music thing that's going on. Shout out to Drake. God's Plan music video. I get why people Built are hating it. on it because anybody can really go out and just do that. So I, I completely I hear both sides of it. Yeah, but you gotta listen to the you gotta listen to the song though. No, God's I, I know the, I listen to the song, but I'm saying I'm playing devil's advocate. Oh yeah, I get why people are saying, bro. Jay Z can literally go out there on but one of his he? tracks and do the exact same thing. But does he? But does he? No. But the fact that Drake did it that says a lot. He was on University of Miami campus, popping it, having a good time, giving money out to those that need it the most. It's a good community service that he did. To be honest, Drake, bro, you're lucky you didn't get punched or something. Well, Coming up, we, walking we up on know. people just sitting down we, next no, to him. No, that was planned, I think, though. 
I think the only one that wasn't that was just off guard was when he went to the store and said you can buy everything. Basically gave uh, him a yeah. million, gave him whatever money that he gave him hella money, and they went crazy in there. What a, what a lucky day! You just happen to be shopping. Drake comes in. All right, guys, you can buy any and everything you need. It's all taken care of. Boy, people are empty in aisles, but they cashed out. <laughs> they had a great really, business though. day, and Drake gave back to the community, and that's what you want from your from these guys. From these rappers, these, these, these if they have the models. opportunity to help, and they can, and they're willing to, that's really powerful and that's dope. Yeah. So I see it from both sides. I see the hate. I I understand it. Do I agree with it? I would say no, but I love that Drake did that. That's an awesome opportunity, and I think that's gonna open doors for other rappers to maybe do the same. Almost definitely. Maybe Michael Moore, who I guess a lot of black folks don't really rock with him, but maybe he comes out and. He comes back to the community. Yeah. White, black, Asian, whatever. He comes back and he helps out. I don't know. But this has been another episode of Jukes and Hoops. We went a little long, but hey, you know, we had great content, great conversation. Most definitely. Just the two of us, part a thousand. It don't matter because that's mm-hmm. not going to be the title of this podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to rate review the podcast. Follow us on Twitter. I haven't said that in a long time. I guess I really didn't need to, but... I'm at CKIDD206JT for the one time. At J double underscore 22. Dang, that is very difficult. But thank y'all for listening. We are out.